Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football, whether it's season-long leagues, dynasty, DFS, or sometimes even IDP. We got you covered all year long. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's get to it. Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast. And of course, I am your host, John June. And of course, got to have my guy, Greg Penniman. Yes, sir. Greg, how are we feeling today, bro? We're feeling very good, very close to, to kickoff. Uh, man, I just feel like we're working on this overtime right now. We got the game going. We're going to be doing what we got to do here. I'm um, just look, got the lineups as well. We sent lineups too. So, yeah, we we doing what we got to do to to get prepared. I realize how much how much CD Lamb I got going tonight. So, uh, it's going to be hopefully he gets has a great day. Yeah, man. I'm CD Lamb, uh, you know, you know, I, your there. boy's got a ton of it. Yeah. Uh, some Amari Cooper. Just a little just a little bit of Amari Cooper. So, okay, okay. Uh, just hoping for for a big game here tonight as we record this on Thursday, September 9th, right before Thursday night football. And one thing that failed to mention yesterday, Greg did mention it as a season-long tip, but just want to make sure going forward you're taking those Thursday night players out of your flex. You're putting them into that running back wide receiver slot so you can maintain that flexibility. But today we are breaking down nine games. We'll break down the remaining six tomorrow. But we have to get to some news, Greg. And some unfortunate news. Uh, The... Baltimore Ravens, during their practice today, they had back-to-back season-ending injuries, potentially season-ending injuries, presumably. Uh, Running back Gus Edwards and cornerback Marcus Peters uh, both seem to have suffered significant knee injuries. Uh, The prognosis on on Gus is that he's torn his ACL, and uh, he will miss the 2021 NFL season. And this comes just weeks after... Uh, starting running back J.K. Dobbins tears his ACL for the Baltimore Ravens. So seems like we are now going down to Tyson Williams here, who was the next man up. We obviously know the other day they signed Le'Veon Bell to their practice squad. So he's been elevated up to the active roster. And then Devontae Freeman, another veteran running back, has been added to the Baltimore Raven practice squad. Greg, where are you at with with this situation? How are you a- approaching the Baltimore Ravens backfield now? Yeah, first of all, you know, uh, hopefully Gus Edwards has a, a good and Marcus Peters, both of them. Hopefully, you know, the diagnosis isn't too horrible. Hopefully, they can come back um, better and stronger. But that's just yeah, that, that's a huge blow for them, just on both sides of the ball. Like you have to rethink the Baltimore winning this division now, probably because they took a lot of hits offensively and not hit defensively. But fantasy related, I think. Uh, I have Gus Edwards. I think automatically you should definitely benching him. If you get that news that he tore his ACL, it's an automatic drop. I mean, unless you're in a keeper league, I don't see no reason to keep him on your roster. Uh, as far as if you have Tyson Williams, I think he's an automatic plug-in play. I think uh, at least as an RB2, a low in RB2, just based on the offense that they're still going to be running the ball. Uh, they they have they hurt at receiver, so they're going to rely on the run game. Um, they're should their favorite to win, so they should be in a positive game script. Uh, I think this is an offense that you want you want to be in for a running back. So Tyson Williams is, I think, a starting RB2 um, at, at the very most at the top. And then Le'Veon Bell, I think, is a, a speculative lad right now um, out of the two, him and Devontae uh, Booker. So I mean, Devontae Freeman. So I think Le'Veon Bell is a speculative lad. Um, and, yeah, I'll just take it from there. Hopefully – 
if you had Gus Edwards and you drafted him where you wanted him, you he was more of a bench running back, so it it doesn't really I don't think hurt a lot of people. Um, it just you know just hurts that depth that you could have had to elevate your team to the next level. Yeah, I think this is this is this really hurts, man, because Gus we we know could be that guy. We don't know if Tyson Williams could be that guy. We've never really seen him do it. I mean, granted, you know, he could probably be the first and second down guy. Granted, Baltimore doesn't really throw the ball to the running back all that much, but I could very well see this thing becoming a committee, man. I mean, there's nothing that separates really anyone. I mean, I mean, again, unless Tyson Williams comes out here and and is that guy, and that very well could happen. It very well could be in the range of outcomes. And so kudos to those that, that added him and have him. I don't have any Tyson Williams anywhere because I was like, oh, what's the probability that Gus Edwards gets hurt? Right. So crazy, like, <laughs> crazy. So so I'm going to actually look at it another way. What if Lamar just has to play hero ball now? Right. What if there's less runs being called? What if there's more runs for Lamar being called? What if they they decide to throw the ball more? Right. And it could just kind of, you know, goes back into what they've been saying, how they want to be, they want to, you know, throw the football more. They want to be a little, not balanced, but they want to, you know, be a little bit more aggressive in the pass game, throw a little bit more on first down. So what if we truly see that? Not because they, they may, they may necessarily want to, but because they might get forced into it here. Yeah, that definitely helps week one legend, Sammy Watkins um, for Monday night. And (laughs) definitely Mark Andrews, you know, yeah, just got his uh, fresh new deal. So, I think Mark Mark Andrews is autom- automatic top uh top five tight end play I think uh top six uh so that just bumps him up more I think his upside and with the injuries Marquise Brown is in back in practice so that's good uh but with Bateman coming back hopefully later in the season Sammy Watkins has intrigue yeah definitely uh Sammy Watkins week one week one Warrior Sammy Watkins has some intrigue but Greg let's jump into these games man and this is our first game preview uh part one like we said we're breaking down nine games today we're going to break down six uh tomorrow um but before we do that greg why don't we tell people how they can get some extra action in on these games this week oh man you already know the best way they can get extra action on week one thursday night they can start tonight if they really wanted to got to get on thrive fantasy Got to come prop up on Thrive Fantasy this football season. Again, Thrive Fantasy is a daily fantasy sports app and esports app for player props. That just sounds like money right there. With Thrive, you can eliminate the countless hours of research and focus on the top-tier athletes that have the biggest impact on the game. You only have to choose 10 out of 20 available player props to build your lineup. Each prop is assigned a fantasy value for both the over and the under based on how likely it is to hit. Hit the most props and rack up the most points to win a share of the prize pool. Thrive has over 140,000 guaranteed uh, money and prizes for NFL Week 1 and has awarded over $4 million. Uh, Thrive's featured $100,000 guaranteed contest. It's only $20 to enter, and first place takes home twenty k. All you got to do is use that F, uh, code FFDX. Um, and, yeah, this promo this week is if you use the code FFDX, then you're able to get a free uh Promo uh, put fifty dollars. They match to receive you a hundred uh, deposit percent matchup on a hundred dollars, and you receive one free ticket to our Thursday night football twenty thousand dollar contest and our NFL Week One Sunday hundred thousand dollar contest. Let's do it. Come prop up today. 
prop up with Thrive Fantasy, man. And again, this is our game one previews, our game part one previews, week one here. Um, this is going to be a different pace. You're going to hear us going through these games, kind of flying through them. We're not going to be sitting here uh, talking intimately about each one like we did with the Thursday night football. Uh, you're going to kind of hear us go kind of run through these rapid fire because that's how we're going to keep this episode in under an hour. So, yes, sir. <laughs> Greg, starting with the 0-0 Pittsburgh Steelers traveling to Buffalo, Ralph Wilson Stadium to take on the 0-0 Buffalo Bills. 48.5 point over under, according to FanDuel Sportsbook. 6.5 point favorites, the Buffalo Bills are. No injury or weather concerns really in this game. I mean, Emmanuel Sanders is questionable, but questionable to me means he's probably playing because he played in a preseason game last week, two weeks ago. Greg, thoughts on this matchup? I'm taking the under in this game. I'm taking the Pittsburgh Steelers to cover, but I'm taking the Buffalo Bills to win the game. Uh, yeah, Buffalo, I think, is a top five team in the league. I think they start early um, in getting this division out the way. Um, as far as the Pittsburgh side, though, Big Ben, I uh, think more he's a QB2 range. Um, definitely a great quarterback to have in uh, two quarterback leagues. Uh, but I wouldn't see him as a, a dominant quarterback uh, as he was. They threw a lot last year, and he still wasn't as a, a QB1. So that's, that's you know, if they're going to throw a little less this year. I think the focus is more on Najee Harris as an RB1. Uh, Deontay Johnson, I'm a little scared about him. He's going to be shadowed by Trey White. You, you, you would think so. Uh, or definitely see a lot of work from him. So if, if you have a probably another wide receiver one or two with a, a better matchup, I probably would lean there. Uh, Claypool, if he's not getting that attention from White, I think he's a, a low on wide receiver two. Uh, upside will come definitely with that touchdown. Uh, Juju is, you know, the safe PPR floor for him. Um, but he probably has the best matchup with Tyron Johnson banked up as well. Uh, on Buffalo side, Josh Allen, you got to start him. QB1, top 10 play, top five play even. Diggs, he's a must start. If uh, Manuel Sanders is banged up, and if he's out, Gabriel Davis is a deep league option. But Beasley is your solid flex option. And, you know, we're not going for those running backs. Josh Allen's the best running back on his team. Uh, so it's, it's a committee, 50-50. I would definitely go somewhere else with the running backs. Yeah, for me, I'm taking – I went back and forth on this one over under. Because 20 – like the implied score here is Buffalo 28, mm-hmm. Pittsburgh 21. I could still see it hitting the over just slightly. Uh, so I'm going to go with the over here. I got Pittsburgh covering, though, the Bills to win this game. For Pittsburgh, I'm really only interested in Najee Harris and Deontay Johnson. I think we got a, you know, we got a top 10 week. Uh, I think we're going to get a top 10 week here from Najee. Uh, I think Deontay just going to get enough volume here. I mean, he did see uh, Trey White last year, saw seven targets still. Uh, only caught four of those, but... Uh, I think with the volume, he's probably going to lead the 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 Steelers wide receivers in targets. So I, I feel comfortable with him as a wide receiver too. Claypool's a high upside flex. Uh, Juju's a low upside flex. Um, but you, that's a good point with the matchup there with Tyron Johnson. So uh, definitely something I guess from a DFS perspective that you could consider. Uh, but I'm not really into Juju at all this much this year and, and really this week. But for Buffalo, give me Josh Allen. Give me Stephon Diggs. Uh, I mean, both potential top five plays at their positions. And I like Cole Beasley as a you know wide receiver three flex option in PPR leagues. Yes, sir. Yeah. 
Let's move on to this next game that is very near and dear to my heart. Very interesting. Uh, the New York Jets 0-0 traveled to Carolina to take on Sam Darnold, Robbie Anderson, and the Carolina Panthers. This game has a 45.5 point total. Carolina Panthers are five-point favorites. In terms of injuries here, Jamison Crowder is on the COVID list. According to head coach Robert Sala, has a chance to play, but he, he could miss this game for the Jets. And then for Carolina, they're starting offensive guard, John Miller. Uh, he's been ruled out for, for COVID, so um, you know that, that takes a hit to the interior of what was already a, a weak Carolina uh, offensive line. So I'm going to take the over here. I think you've got two sneaky, two sneaky good offenses here um, that can put up some points. I think the Jets cover this five points and that Carolina does win this game. Uh, as far as the fantasy goes, CMC, not even a question. Uh, Sam Darnold, Greg, he's your stream of the week. Yes, and sir. I concur. He's, you know, he's quarterback 16 for me this week with room for more potentially in a nice matchup against the Jets. I like all three wide receivers for the Panthers, DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, even rookie Terrace Marshall, uh, Terrace Marshall Jr. Uh, for the Jets, uh, Corey Davis is the only must start for me. Uh, Elijah Moore is interesting uh, with Jamison Crowder potentially out here. Uh, if I'm a, if I'm playing a Jets running back, it's, it's going to be Ty Johnson. I think he leads the backfield in touches. And then Zach Wilson's interesting uh, as a QB, as a, you know, as a QB two and two quarterback leagues, but that's really about it. Yeah. I'm with you on the game. I got the over the Jets covering and the Carolina Panthers winning as well. Um, two inexperienced defense, two not very good defenses. So I think there will definitely be some points scored in this one uh, on the Jets side. I'm with you with Zach Wilson, definitely two quarterback uh, league option, but he's going to have some opportunities. Uh, the running backs, I yeah wouldn't be touching anyone, any one of them. But uh, I'm agree with you as the Jets, you know, guy here, the Jets guy, you know, got to go with Ty Johnson uh, if you're going to start someone. Um, Coleman is listed number one on the depth chart, but that doesn't really mean anything. Um, starting Corey Davis for sure as your mid-tier wide receiver too. If Crowder's out, I think it could be a Lajamore uh, sighting right now. It could be a Lajamore coming out party for sure. Uh, definitely a guy we might be talking about on that uh, waiver wire. Um, so I think he, you can not be afraid to start him as, as, as like as a flex option um, in some deeper leagues. Um, and then on the Carolina side, I'm very confident Sam Darden, as you, you know, talked about yesterday. Uh, my stream of the week at the QB position. Uh, must start for CMC. Nothing more to be said. The receivers totally agree as well. Terrace Marshall Jr. Let's go. Yeah, man. I mean, last year the rookie wide receiver class was a a hit. Uh, mm-hmm. Those are a lot of the guys that we are looking to draft this year. And this year the rookie wide receiver class seems to be trending in a very similar direction here. So excited about all these guys. Um, let's go. Let's get into this next game, Greg. The Jacksonville Jaguars traveled to Houston. NRG Stadium to take on the Houston Texans. This is a 44 and a half point total. The Jags are two and a half point favorites. No major injuries to note in this one. This game's in a dome, so no weather. But Deshaun Watson will not be active. Um, he is non-injury related issues. Whatever. He, obviously, we know the, the the legal situation he's got going on. Uh, and the, the trade situation he's got going on. So he will not play. Tyrod Taylor will be the starting quarterback. We've all pretty much known that. Uh, Greg, what say you on this game, bro? 
I have this classic AFC South game. You know, I'm taking that under. I'm taking the Jacks to cover, though, and I'm taking the Jacks to win. Uh, on the Jacks side, uh, I think Trevor Lawrence is going to have some opportunities for sure. I mean, Houston's not slated to be a very good team this year. Uh, so I think Trevor Lawrence is uh, maybe a you know desperation stream quarterback. Um, it, I'm not sure his percentage in Yahoo, but he's definitely a quarterback you could play. James Robinson, I think, is a lower in RB1 for me. Uh, this is a great matchup for all three of those receivers, uh, DJ Shark, Marvin Jones, and Vishka, uh, especially with, I think, if anything, if ETN's injury probably benefits more is probably Vishka as far as his touches and his utilage um, besides James Robinson. So uh, I think all those all three of those guys are in play with Shark having, you know, the most upside, uh, having some wide receiver two upside. On Houston, no. Uh, Tyrod, he's he's a desperation QB2 option, honestly. Uh, never a guy that was going to give you high fantasy volume. Um, may get you some rushing to give you some floor, but that's about it. Uh, Philip Lindsay and David Johnson, I'm kind of avoiding both of those. It's probably going to be a committee. Both of those I'm seeing in that RB3 range. Uh, Brandon Cooks is probably the only other guy I'm like targeting on. Uh, in this offense, probably the only guy um, I'm, I'm looking at because he's going to get that volume. Um, you could, could get, uh, you know, some good flex value there. And I'm intrigued for Jordan Aikens a little bit. I just want to see what he's what he's about. I mean, he, he's he's in this offense uh, now is the the, the one. Um, there's not a lot of, you know, tight end. Uh, I want to see him as his routes run. Uh, could be a desperation tight end for a lot of people going forward. Yeah, I mean, we know that Tyrod Taylor does not throw the ball down right. the field all that much so right uh, charles clay was very a very successful fantasy tight end a top 10 guy tight end one playing with tyrod taylor back in buffalo so jordan akins is definitely a guy you know we were pretty uh, we were pretty high on last year uh relative yeah, yeah. when he's um, when he had to start he, he battled a lot with uh his other tight end in houston so Fells, yeah dan uh, ferris yeah but, but he has his own job now so yeah, so I mean, he's definitely intriguing with your te- with a team that you was, would assume would would throw the ball a lot. But in terms of the game here, Greg, I'm taking the under, taking Jacksonville to cover, taking Jacksonville to win. For Houston, I'm playing Brandon Cooks. Uh, like you said, I think he's the only real option that you really want. I do, however, think that Philip Lindsay kind of makes sense as an RB three potentially. This Jags run defense was terrible last year. I mean, I mean, we obviously we both believe Houston's going to win this game. But if this line was three and a half, four and a half, I probably would take it because Jacksonville is not a good enough team. I mean, Trevor Lawrence is going to be great. I'm sure of it. But I just don't believe that this team is going to be good enough that they can just walk all over the Houston Texans, which is an actual like NFL football team, which Urban Meyer has never really had to play. And so, again, I'm just... I think that there's enough here where if Philip Lindsay gets double digit carries that he could make something happen. I'm just talking again. Could get a lot of, if he gets a lot of checks down, so whoever gets going to get get some check downs from the running back in the South. Yeah, East. the thing is, is that's probably going to be David Johnson. But we know Philip Lindsay has that speed, right? He could just he could average he could walk out of this game averaging nine, ten yards a carry. And we're talking about a bad Jacksonville run defense. And if he could get to double digits, the probability that one of those runs goes for 20, 30, 40 yards or more, it, it, it increases with every carry he gets. So um, just something to note. But for Jacksonville, James Robinson should be in for a nice game in this one. Again, this Houston run defense is bad. Uh, I think I think he's honestly an RB1 here this week. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, 
He's a QB one for me this week. He's only available 80% of Yahoo leagues. I, Trevor Lawrence is one of those guys I think will always get drafted just because his name is Trevor Lawrence. We've been talking about him True. for like four years. So people are always going to walk out of their fancy leagues with him. But I think he's a QB one this week in a, in a matchup, in a good matchup. Plus he's got those legs, which we, we always say, give me a quarterback that's mobile, that can run, because that fantasy total is going to be – you know it's going to be higher than it is than it is if he if he doesn't have that every week. So, um, you know the floor is going to be there on a weekly basis, and I, that's really that's really what I want from my quarterback is don't bottom out on me so I can afford you spending a late round draft pick on you. But of all the Jags wide receivers, having them uh, all of them have wide receiver two upside, maybe even more. Uh, like you were saying, I think Visca. He did really win out on some of this, on some of these touches that that ETN didn't have because he's, you know, the most versatile of the of mm-hmm. the bunch here. So I I think he'll have the most bankable production week to week. Uh, but I, I I would be fine playing any one of these guys if I had to play one, would be Marvin Jones. Uh, he's you know seemed to show good chemistry with with Trevor Lawrence throughout the preseason. Granted, we haven't seen DJ Shark because he's been dealing with that finger, but. Um, yeah, no, curious to see how, how this one plays out and which one really becomes the wide receiver one for, for Trevor Lawrence. Let's move on, Greg, to what's up? Chris Conley revenge game, though. You already know. Chris Conley revenge game. Yes, sir. Game. Yes, oh, sir. man. That would be nice <laughs> if Tyrod Taylor wasn't the one. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on to this next game. This one should be interesting, man. We've got the Arizona Cardinals traveling to Tennessee to take Ooh. on the Tennessee Titans. This is a 52 point total. The Titans are three point favorites. Uh, in terms of injuries, AJ Brown seems to be managing a, a knee injury. Uh, he didn't practice yesterday. Uh, did practice, got an limited practice today. So he was on a schedule last year where he didn't practice Wednesday, didn't practice Thursday, yeah. and he was limited on Friday. So if he does something similar, similar to that, uh, then I'm not really all that concerned. In yep. terms of the game, give me the over here. Give me the Give me the Titans to cover, the Titans to win. I want to be all over this game. Give me Tannehill. Give me Kyler Murray, both top 10 quarterbacks this week. Give me A.J. Brown. Give me Julio Jones. Give me DeAndre Hopkins. Give me Derrick Henry. Uh, In terms of the Cardinals tertiary options, I like Chase Edmonds to be an RB2 this week. Um, I think he's shown enough as a pass catcher in the past, and he also has some 20-plus carry games to his name where I think it's not out of the realm of possibility that he is the guy here. We know that Cliff Kingsbury prefers to run through one guy if he can. And Chase Edmonds, I think, will be that guy here. Uh, I also like rookie wide receiver Rondell Moore a lot. Uh, And I think he's one of the guys that we'll be trying to grab on Monday or Tuesday uh, after a nice performance here on Sunday. uh, Not in our league, though. No, not in our leagues. Yeah, because we already have. Not in any of our leagues. But – in um in terms of what he can do, I think whether it's through jet sweeps, bubble screens, uh, jet passes, he's gonna be there's gonna be some touches manufactured for him where that he will have a safe floor on a week to week basis. And then the fact that he plays receiver in an explosive offense with Kyler Murray, I think that that just gives him a ceiling that a lot of flexes don't really have. And then. On top of that, people have been pushing back against Rondell Moore, like, oh, well, he's the third wide receiver. But this is a team that runs three and four wide receiver sets. And you got to imagine, and you got to 
Think about how many times the Cardinals throw a bubble screen and look at Rondo Moore and what he did in college and what he's good at, which is making plays in space. And so Cliff Kingsbury is going to design a bunch of plays for Rondo Moore, who was just a second round pick just a few months ago. Yeah, uh, I'm with you. I have the over. I have the Tennessee Titans covering, but then Tennessee Titans to win. Obviously, if you have the over, I love everyone in this game, both the quarterbacks, Kyler Murray, Tannehill. Uh, of course, that running backs, Derrick Henry, Chase Edmonds, you got to love. Even James Conner, I think, has some RB flex value. Uh, but Chase Edmonds, I think, has some RB1 upside. The receivers are all of them. I'm with you on Rondo Moore. This man, right away, he should have a coming out party in this one. Uh, has some wide receiver two upside. Um, you know, AJ Green did, did struggle last year to create separation. So be, I wouldn't be quick to like for them to target more at a high rate uh, if AJ Green continues to struggle. Um, and even with Tennessee on as a tight end, I think if you have needed desperation tight end play, Anthony Ferkser is there for you. Um, all these matchups are going to be good for each side. Tannehill is going to be talking all day yeah there's gonna be a lot of points in this game i think aj green's in play as well i i went off about rondell Moore that I, I failed to mention i think you could play aj green in this one um but yeah i want as many pieces from this game as i can get yes sir all right let's move on to this next game man another interesting one here we've got the philadelphia eagles traveling to atlanta to take on the atlanta falcons this is a 47 and a half point total the falcons are three and a half point favorites no weather or injury concerns in this one. Greg, what do you got? Yeah, I have the over in this game as well. Philadelphia Eagles to cover, and I have the Philadelphia Eagles to win the game. Um, this is definitely a game I want a lot of deep uh, pieces in this as well, just like the last game we talked about. I also don't think the Atlanta Falcons is as good as people think, so I think the Eagles surprising people in covering. Uh, Hurts, top five play. Um, this is a must-stop value right here. He's just going to have... S- so much options in this game. Miles Sanders, high in RB2. Uh, I'm intrigued to see Boston Scott's involvement. Um, you know, I think we'll wait and see more for him. But he could have some, uh, you know, deeper league flex value going down the line. Ertz and Goddard are both in play. As, you know, we talked about uh, the Eagles run a lot of 12 personnel. As both tight end ones, I think Goddard definitely has the higher upside. Uh, and as the receivers, this young receiving core, Devontae Smith, I think, is in play uh, for sure. Rager, I think, is in the deep flex conversation. Um, but I think Devontae Smith is going to get the targets uh, in this options offense with a, a lot of good secondary, but against a weaker secondary against in Atlanta. Uh, on the Atlanta side, Matt Ryan, he's a low in QB1 for me. Uh, Mike Davis, I think, is a solid RB2 option. I think he's set to get these touches in this offense. He's going to get a lot of touches, but I think, he, you know, towards the second half of the year, he's going to be a popular trade candidate for me. Um, so, yeah, I think he, he does start off well uh, in this game. Uh, Calvin Ridley, top five wide receiver one play, as long with Kyle Pitts, top five wide receiver. I'm tied in play. He wide receiver, he plays like one. But, yeah, this is about to be a coming out party for Kyle Pitts as well. Oh, yeah, man. I'm all over this game, bro. Uh, I'm taking the over, taking Philly to cover, but I'm going to take Atlanta to win it. Uh, I'm, like I said, all over it. I think both quarterbacks are in play, especially Jalen Hurts, who I think is in for a big week. Uh, I think Ryan, uh, Matt Ryan will be a top 12 guy as well with how bad Philadelphia's pass defense is and the amount of points that they should be in this game. Uh, Calvin Ridley, Kyle Pitts, both phenomenal plays. Mike Davis should be a safe RB3 flex option there for you uh, for Philadelphia. Outside of the quarterback, I'm really only excited about Devontae Smith. Um, 
you know, Jalen Hurts doesn't need Jalen Hurts can have a great game and not a ton of people could benefit from it. Yep. Uh, so Devontae Smith, he's some, he's probably the one guy I really want to attach myself to. Although Jalen Rager does make a ton of sense as a as a deep uh, flex option. Um, outside and then uh, you know outside of that you can go Ertz at, and at tight end even Goddard uh, if you have him. Uh, and then Miles Sanders, I think he's in the RB three flex consideration. Um, just because like you mentioned, I want to see how Boston Scott is used. I want to see how rookie running back Kenneth Gainwell is used. I mean, Miles Sanders was quoted as saying that Kenneth Gainwell has better hands than him. Uh, Miles Sanders is somebody that struggled with drops. So, like, I want to see how how is he going to be utilized as this three down back or is he going to be this first and second down guy? You know, we we have seen Nick Sirianni comes from Indianapolis. We've seen Naheem Hines, how his how he's been utilized over there. I'm curious to see if they do something similar here. But that for that reason, Miles Sanders is an RB3 conversation for me. Moving forward, let's get on to the Los Angeles Chargers traveling to Washington to take Herb. on the Washington football team. This Herb gets his own drop. All right. Oh back. man, yeah, of course. Yeah, he he's he's definitely got his own. He's got the he's on the wall of fame. He's got to get his own drop. <laughs> All right, bet. Okay, okay, okay. Um, but this is a 44 and a half point total. The Chargers are one point favorites here. Uh, in terms of injuries, uh, Austin Eckler popped up on the, the injury report with the hamstring. Uh, he did not practice yesterday, which was Wednesday. As we sit here Thursday, he had his helmet, but he did not really participate, was put down as a limited participant. The Chargers say that they expect him to play. We'll see. I mean, I'm going to play him if I have him, but it's 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 tough with dealing with midweek downgrades. Uh, that's that's always tough, especially when you're dealing with the soft tissue. Um, we just had Edwin Poros on there the other day, and he was kind of talking about that. I mean, you're kind of dead in the water at this point. So we'll see how it goes if he can trend up and and get any kind of 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 you know participation in practice. But it's definitely scary uh, if you have him. Uh, Curtis Samuel on the Washington side seemed to aggravate a groin injury that kept him out uh, for most of the summer and the spring. And so he was a DMP today after leaving practice early yesterday. In terms of the game here, I'm going to take the under. I'm going to take the Chargers to cover the one-point spread because it's basically a pick em. So I'm taking them to win the game here. Again, this game, I took the under here, so I'm not really in love with Herbert. Uh, unless I have a better option, for example, I have I'm in a league where I have Jalen Hurts, so I'm playing Jalen Hurts over Justin Herbert. Um, Keelan Allen should be he should be fine with the amount of volume that he'll see. Uh, again, like I said, if Eckler plays, I'm going to play him. Uh, if he doesn't play, I'm probably staying away from this backfield. We don't really know who the RB two is with this new coaching staff, and the matchup is not great here, so not really trying to go there. But for Washington. Uh, it feels like almost like last year all over again. Maybe it's just specifically the matchup, but give me Antonio Gibson, give me Terry McLaurin, uh, give me Logan Thomas. Yes, sir. I'm gonna take the over in this one. I'm gonna take the Chargers to cover uh, and Chargers to win. Uh, on the Chargers side, uh, yeah, Herbert, I agree with you. He, he's he's a low in QB one play for me. Maybe top, definitely top 15. Um, but he's still gonna have a good day. But if you definitely have a a better matchup, like Tom Brady, stuff like that, uh, Aaron Rodgers, the top guys are gonna be higher than him. Uh, Washington's a top 10 defense, so look for Herbert though to get you that safe flow with his legs, because uh, Washington will definitely be pressuring him. 
Uh, Eckler, I'm, I'm with you on that. If he if he's playing, you got to play him. If he's not playing, I'm not looking to these running backs. There was plenty of opportunity for them to prove themselves last year, and they didn't do anything. So uh, I'm avoiding those guys, uh, separate super deep leagues. Uh, Keenan Allen, you're definitely starting. Uh, and Jared Cook, I think, you know, you can play him as a, as a tight end uh, that he can give you some tight end one upside. Um, you, you know, Herbert, I think, will look for him. Um, and on the Washington side, Fitz, you know, he's a 2QB league option. Uh, and it's just all about AG. The breakout season continues. Uh, it's just all one, you know, breakout for him. Uh, just he's going to keep revving up and his his cap. There There is no cap for him. Uh, and J.D. McKissick, you're playing for him uh, as a PPR play. Terry McLaurin and Logan Thomas. Yeah, start him up. Yes, sir. For, forgot to mention, you might want to keep an eye on Diami Brown, rookie wide receiver out of North Carolina. Uh, he is. Next up, well, he was he's been working as the the opposite wide receiver two, opposite of Terry McLaurin with Curtis Samuel out. Curtis Samuel is is probably gonna be out, uh, and it could be a one to two to three week injury here for Curtis Samuel. So definitely something to keep an eye out for. And Diami Brown has some deep speed, um, and he could be a, a down the field option for this San Francisco or for sorry for this Washington football offense. Getting ahead of myself, though, moving on to San Francisco, we've got the San Francisco 49ers traveling on, traveling to Detroit to take on the Detroit Lions. This is a 45 and a half point total. The San Francisco 49ers are seven and a half point favorites. In terms of injuries, DeAndre Swift is not on the injury report uh, for San Francisco. There's nothing crazy. Uh, Trey Lance is, is questionable with the finger, but Jimmy G's already been dubbed the starting quarterback at least to start to start the year so uh that's really a moot point unless you were concerned about Deion, uh trey lance capping some of jimmy g's upside with some two quarterback action by the niners here but greg where are you going with this game uh, i'm taking the over i'm taking the detroit lions to cover uh, and i'm taking the 49ers to win though um on the 49ers side Jimmy G, I think he's a solid option in two QB leagues. Uh, this Detroit defense is not very good. Uh, I think they should control the pace, though, with the with the running back. So um, Raheem Morser is, a, I think, a solid RB2 option. Sermon, I'm very intrigued to see his utilage uh, and his snap share. I think it's a, a, definitely a stash right now uh, that's going to rev up as towards at the end of the year. Uh, Ayuk and Debo Samuel are great plays. I think they have great matchups. Detroit secondary got eaten up last year. Um, Jeff Okuda is second year, but you know, he still might struggle. So I definitely start Ayuk and Debo Samuel and George Kittle top five tight end play. You have to start him up uh, on the Detroit side. Uh, it's really all about Swift and TJ Hawkinson. Um, as far as I'm really intrigued to see how the receivers handle the snaps. I mean, I'm on the Amon Ross St. Brown train. If I had to choose one, I think he might be a name we talk about on the waiver wire episode. Um, definitely in a wait and see mode for the, for that. Um, but I'm I'm with Speckley added, adding him because uh, he did impress in the preseason. Uh, and yeah, Swift Swift just needs to you know this man has been playing with my heart all off season all up to now. I just need him to play. Uh, you know, Coach Deuce Daly you know said he doesn't know what uh, managing workload means. So I'm with that. If he's not a liar, he you know he's got yet to prove himself. So I'm with starting DeAndre Swift confidently as your rb2 yeah i am i'm actually going to take the under here i'm going to take san fran to cover san fran to win i uh, don't think detroit is going to be able to keep it competitive enough 
to 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 get to that 45 and a half uh uh for for Detroit side, I'm playing TJ Hawkinson, playing DeAndre Swift. I'm definitely intrigued by Amon Ross St. Brown. Going to keep my eye on him, see how he does. Also, uh, have to mention my guy, Quintez Cephas. Got to keep an eye out on him. <laughs> yes, sir. <as> well. <laughs> I'm just holding on to that hope, Quintez, that you can do it. Uh, but for Sam Fran, I think Raheem Mostert is a, is a smash play here against Detroit. This was not a good Detroit run defense last year. We always know that the defenses are behind to start the year. So I think he's a smash play here. Curious to see, you know, what um, Trey Sermon's usage is like. So uh, on also continuing on the San Fran side, Ayuk, Kittle, great spots here. I think Debo is that is that safe flex option this week. Um, but with all that being considered, I think Jimmy G is a viable QB2 option this week. Um, you know, if we're willing to play all of the pieces around him, I think you can you could stream Q, uh, Jimmy G this week as and, and, you know, you could definitely do worse. Um, let's move on to this next matchup, Greg, and that's the Seattle Seahawks traveling to Indianapolis to take on the Indianapolis Colts. This is a 48 and a half point total. The Colts here are or sorry, the Seattle Seahawks are two and a half point favorites here on the road. In terms of injuries, Paris Campbell for the Colts popped up with an Achilles injury. Seems like he was just maybe getting treatment. He was limited in practice. Uh, is a full part was a full participant today. Carson Wentz and Quentin Nelson both seem like they're ready to go. And uh, Seattle was was good for the most part. Uh, in terms of the game here, I'm going to take the over. Going to take Indianapolis to cover. Going to take Indianapolis to win this game here. I think JT eats in this game they've rested him all preseason so that they could feed him in a game here like this Wentz is my stream of the week I think he comes through in a nice matchup against Seattle <clears throat> Michael Pittman is in all of my lineups with what should be a very nice target total and then for the Seattle side they're in a tougher matchup than I think people want to admit I mean Indianapolis was a very good defense last year um, but I, you know obviously I'm not going to shy away from their pieces Russ is in play as a low-end QB1. Uh, DK Metcalf is a low-end wide receiver one. And, and Tyler Lockett as a low-end wide receiver two. But obviously, we know what their ceilings can be. So you're, you're never you're never going to bench these guys. Um, Chris Carson should see enough volume to sneak into RB1 territory here. Um, but other than that, that's about it. Yeah, I'm with have the under here, have the Colts covering though, and have the Colts winning. Uh, this is gonna be a very competitive game, I think. Um, probably one of the games of the the weekend. Um, but on Seattle side, Russ, you're starting him uh, as a low on QB one. I think he's definitely going against a, a top ten defense. Chris Carson though, high in RB two for me. They're gonna utilize these weapons uh, as far as DK and Tyler Lockett. We'll finish in the top 30, I think, always pretty much. Um, their upside is probably a little cap. The Colts secondary is impressive. But, yeah, you're not benching these two guys. Uh, I'm interested to see how Jared, Jared Everett is used. Um, you know, Russ does like to use his tight end, uh, especially in the red zone. So we'll see how maybe he can get some touchdowns down there. Uh, on the Colts side, Carson Wentz, definitely a great play. I think it's top 15 value. JT all the way. You know, just keep running him. 20 carries. Hope he gets... Ten five receptions gets all that work that he he deserves and that he you know that momentum that he carried from last season. Um, Naeem Hines I think has some flex value uh, in some deeper leagues and Michael Pittman's season. This is the coming up party for him as far as the second year receivers. You you know we love those rookie receivers. 
But, but I love those secondary receivers even more. So, yeah, they, I think he gets a top 20 week. Uh, the changing of the guard from T.Y. to Michael Pittman and also Paris Campbell, uh, I think, is in play here. Seattle doesn't have a very good secondary. I think uh, both those guys are in play. Well, Michael Pittman with great upside. And Jack Doyle, I think he's a, a good tight end two option. Yeah, I mean, obviously, with, with T.Y. Hilton being out for the year, Michael Pittman, Paris Campbell, both phenomenal options. Uh, I think Paris Campbell is obviously going to be that PPR option, uh, you know, working in the shorter area of the field, but he has a tremendous ability as a yak guy. So definitely excited to see what happens. Moving on to the, the final game we're covering. All these games have failed to mention this. Uh, you know, I'm getting back into the zone here, but Sunday, 1 p.m. Eastern, all these yes, games are. So moving on to the final game we're covering today, the Minnesota Vikings traveling to Cincinnati to take on the Cincinnati Bengals. This is a 48-point total here. The Vikings are three-and-a-half-point favorites. In terms of injuries, since he's missing uh, their their starting cornerback, Trey Waynes, he's out with the hamstring. Minnesota's okay for the, for the most part. Greg, where are you going with this game? I'm taking the over, but I'm taking I'm taking the Cincinnati Bengals to cover, uh, and I'm gonna take the Bengals to win. This is the upset of I think the week. Uh, I think you know Minnesota uh, struggles a bit, and Bengals you know improve, keep improving uh, what they can do. Uh, on the Minnesota side, Kirk Cousins I think is a top 15 play. Um, I think the matchup is good. Cincinnati's still defense is a little shaky, so I think he has a good good day. Uh, streamable quarterback for sure. Dalvin Cook. Is <clears throat> RB1 bona fide. Jefferson and Thielen should both eat uh, with wide receiver one upside from from each of those guys. Uh, definitely in the wait and see mode for the tight ends. Um, I know Irvin Jr. was a popular breakout candidate for a lot of tight ends. Um, you know, they have Tyler Conklin and Chris Hernan on the roster, but these two guys probably should eat each other's value. So I'm definitely wait and see, wait and see mode for them. On the Bengals side, Joe Barrow, I like him as a play uh, against his Minnesota secondary. Um, young. Got it getting better, but I think Joe Burrow is a good play. Joe Mixon, I, I love him. I think it's a good, great spot for him. Uh, you know, he's one of the top RBs and touches and opportunity share uh, before getting injured last season uh, with Joe Burrow. So I think you have to start Joe Mixon confidently. Uh, and Higgins and Boyd, I'm starting those two guys. Patrick Peterson is in the secondary now. Um, so he's definitely going to, you know, uh, take some chances away from Higgins and or Chase. Uh, I think Boyd is probably the safest option because he's going to get the majority of the slot snaps. Uh, but in Higgins, I'm starting as well. I'm, Jamar Chase did struggle in the preseason, so I'm not going to pull the trigger on him just yet. Yeah, I'm going to take the over here. Going to take Cincy to cover because Joey covers. And, yes, sir. Uh, but I'm going to take Minnesota to win this game because, you know, it's three and a half here. So I'm going to, you know, take Minnesota to win this game. But on the Minnesota side, I think – Jefferson is a smash play this week. Uh, Adam Thielen, also a great play here, like you said. Uh, Dalvin Cook will be doing Dalvin Cook things. I think, uh, took the words right out of my mouth, Kirk Cousins, top 15 option, viable streaming option this week for sure. On the Cincy side, Joe Mixon will either prove a lot of people right or he'll prove a lot of people wrong. (laughs) The most polarizing player in fantasy. Uh, I'm really just kidding. He needs to stay on the field, man. That's all he needs to do is just stay on the field. Stay on the field, get the ball, get third down work, and then we're good. But (laughs) I'm just kidding, y'all. This one week, we're not going to overreact to whatever happens in this game. But I think he's a very, very strong play this week against a Minnesota team that struggled against the run last year. Uh, I'm I'm not really all that into Joe Burrow. I've got him outside my top 15 for the week. 
Uh, his is his first game coming up the ACL tear. So I expect him to probably lean on Tyler Boyd a little bit more in that short passing game. Uh, Higgins is probably a lower end wide receiver too for me, but he's always got that touchdown upside, you know, big, strong dude. And I'm with you on staying away from Jamar Chase just for now. Yeah, just for now, you know, learn to catch a ball. And then we, we yeah, I mean, learn to catch the NFL ball, which yeah. apparently pro football talk uh, misquoted him. And he was pretty upset about that because mm. I guess he was asked about the difference between the balls and whatever. I don't know. Either way, tomorrow, make sure you're here with us. We'll be breaking down the remaining six games. We'll be giving out our Thursday night takeaways. It starts of the week and everyone's favorite game except mine, Get Money. I say that because I lost to Greg last year <laughs> almost every week. But we will play it again. Yes, sir. This we're time, here. We're back. Get Money. This time I'm coming for revenge. Oh, yeah. But yeah. with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, we are out of here. Have a good one. Peace. Yeah.